Welcome back to the mailroom where we interview aspiring entertainment industry professionals. I'm Steven. And I'm Tyler. And today we have on Natalia Salas. What an ironic episode because. I, well, you don't. You don't I got to tell him. I'm going to Natalia is the first guest to be on the mailroom that actually works in the mailroom. Yes, she works in the mailroom at WME. That is where I met her because yep, you guys I, work there. We, we worked there together and uh, found her in the mailroom and dragged her right up to the podcast. Yeah, she even <laughs> tells a story on the pod of how you guys met and how she approached you. And actually, that has been the reason she's had a lot of success is that, you know, social interaction type I mean, yes, she's used some unconventional ways to get this job, and it worked out. It's a pretty inspiring story. It's cool to hear from her, so dig in. Let's get into it. Natalia, welcome to the Valor. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. You are our first <laughs> guest. On the mailroom yeah. that actually works in the mailroom. Uh, you're welcome. Yes. Mm, hold on a second. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. You have no idea what this means. So much to all of us. This podcast revolves around... Me. You. Right. Perfect. <laughs> but I was going to say, it revolves around the fact that the mailroom is the most significant entry-level position into the entertainment, and you, you are a that. living, breathing specimen of somebody who's actually doing it. The podcast can't see, but I'm my brain is exploding right now. How long have you been working in the Okay, mailroom? one singular month. Oh my really? that's just a noise. <laughs> um, okay. One singular month. I actually just finished my first month in it. And how'd you get the job? Buckle up. Okay. <laughs> <Let's hear laughs> Buckle because we're about to go on a ride. So um I didn't even know like what a mailroom was a year ago. I knew I wanted to work in entertainment, but my LA program at my school got canceled because of COVID. Peak pandemic, peak sad girl hours. You know how it is. And I did my entire senior year from my one bedroom with my roommate, shout out, um, doing all classes in this one bedroom. You're like, girl, we asked you how you got the job. I'm like, I'll get there. (laughs) I'm like, I'll get there. Anyway, I just, anyway, so, I was like, knew I wanted to come out to LA to work in a mailroom um, approximately halfway through the year because I started doing the whole networking on LinkedIn thing. Life hack, I did, a, I did a thesis about the entertainment industry and that's kind of how I learned. Like a thesis essay? A thesis documentary. Documentary. Oh. You did a documentary on the entertainment industry. I did a documentary on women in production roles Mm. it was about like women predominantly women of color and their experiences in like writing producing and directing and i'll tell you why i did that because um i wanted to learn about the entertainment industry always but i feel like we're all always so i'm I'm dreaming i feel like we're so focused on representation on screen because you know it's a big issue Sure. But I'm like, no, I, well, people are. But I feel like I really wanted to delve into representation off screen. I'm like, who's writing this? I'm like, why do we think entertainment is so often a lot? And by a lot, I mean problematic. <laughs> because the people behind the scenes are like, sometimes not the right people. Uh, so I did this thesis. I cold emailed um, like a, f- a bajillion women who work in the entertainment industry, and guess what? I got responses. Really? Everyone's always showed social, I'm sorry, what? Were they all from LA, Atlanta, everywhere? Most of them were from LA, some some of them were from like New York and Atlanta. I mean, I was convinced I was gonna move to New York for my entire life. I made it my personality for a long time. And then senior year when I started like talking to like mentors and professors, they were like, no, you need to go to LA. And I was like, but it's not New York. But now I'm so happy to be here. Mm -hmm. Now I'm so happy to be here. I'm living my Rachel Berry dream even though it's not in New York physically. <laughs> anyway. Who's Rachel Berry? My favorite TV character of all time. What is, do you know what it is? Should I? No, yes. <laughs> I'm like, aren't you guys entertainment industry professionals? Have you heard of Ryan Murphy's Glee? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so the lead of that show <laughs> is my personality. And I model my whole life after her. Um, except for the part. I mean, she's like insufferable and that's what I love about her. Mm-hmm. And that's why I work in this industry. Okay. Anyway, so then I started meeting women 
through this thesis and they started like introducing me to their friends and stuff. And one of my interviewees, she was the head of television at a film production company here. And then she introduced me to her assistant at the time. And her assistant at the time was just about the sweetest person I had ever met literally my entire life. Like she would get on Zoom calls with me, Miss USC Queen, you know? Cause USC kids know what's up. I was in Texas. I was like, what, what is a mailroom? So when I got on the phone with her one day, she was like, well, you need to start at like an agency. And I was like, mm, what's that? <laughs> and she like started explaining it to me. She was like, well, it's like, you know, she started giving me all the tea on like what I should look for, like the words, the keywords I should look for when I'm applying to jobs. And I was like, tea girl, okay. And so I started looking for jobs in mailrooms. And I was like, that's the dream, baby, let's go. And because I was convinced that like no one could get in a mailroom if you're not like went to a fancy film school, mm -hmm. which I did not. I went to a small liberal arts school in Texas. So I was like, who is, everyone's gonna be like, who are you? And then I personally like to take every single rejection as a personal attack on my self-worth. So <laughs> every single time I would apply to a job and just send my resume out into the void and get like a rejection back, I'd be like, I, my brain would compute it as you are untalented and stupid and you are never going to make it anywhere. And no one would ever hire <laughs> Did you. Did you get responses on every email you sent? No, no, no. So you, but you I got, got a lot of rejections as opposed to them just not responding? Are you talking about my applications? No, like the emails that you sent. For my thesis? Yeah. I've already changed the channel. I'm like, oh, I'm already... Where are we sorry. now? Where are we on job applications? I was on job applications. Okay. So, for what about for job applications? Did you get yeah. a response to everything? No. And then, what? so how about for these emails? Did you get a response to everything? Mm -mm. And so what about the percentage of this thesis did okay. you get responses for? Um, I might have sent like, I don't know, probably hundreds of emails. And I did... 25 interviews. That's very good. Thank you. That's like, impressed. I mean, that's like Judd Apatow stuff right there. Me? Yeah. You know, he, like, very, like, when he was in high school, he had a radio show at his high school and he would interview comedians and he'd just, like, reach out and, like, sometimes they would come on his, uh, that's thing. like, interview Jerry Seinfeld and all these people. And I feel like it's not that hard to do, I guess. You just got to reach out and do it. You got to reach out, and then you got to hopefully not cry in front of your thesis advisor. That part I didn't. That part I failed at. <laughs> Famously, I cried three times in front of my thesis advisors um, throughout this whole process. But, and I did, you know, some emails were rejections, and I would probably cry a little bit after them. But we're not crying anymore because I got the thesis done. Did the tears help you? Um, the tears were a lot for everyone, including myself. Yeah. And why were you crying? Because I was stressed. It's just overwhelming. The whole thesis process was overwhelming. And I was like, so many times. And the application process. You know when you're a senior in high school and you're anxious? And I mean, <laughs> not in high school. <laughs> that, I mean, that too. Shout out to my senior <laughs> high schools. But when you're a senior in college and you're like, imagine not knowing what the future holds. Imagine doing your senior year peak pandemic you can't go anywhere you can't do anything all you can do is just be sad and apply to jobs and get rejected and do this thesis that i also convinced myself was like horrible i was like it's so bad and i would get on zoom every day with my thesis advisors and cry in front of their faces well i did three times um and then they would be like are you okay and, I'd be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and i didn't cry in front of any of my interviewees which was a which was a win for me that is a win. Um, but anyway, I don't know how we got here. Um, well, we were talking about the application process. We kind of bounced back for a second. Right, right. Let's, let's so, circle back. Let's circle back to the application. So how many agencies are you reaching out to or are you applying to? You know what? I reached out to uh, so many. Small ones, big ones. And it wasn't just agencies. I thought you could get in to the mailroom anywhere. I thought like the mailroom was just kind of like an entry level position, but now I know it's like an actual thing that is the right. actual. There is an actual Right. <laughs> so I started applying to all, like assistant positions, but all the assistant positions were like, you need to have experience as an assistant. I was like, that's funny because I don't. <laughs> um, let's say I applied to like, hmm, I don't know. I can't give you a number a lot. <laughs> and then somehow you find yourself at the number one talent agency, or at least what articles would say. What articles would say. I'll Exactly. And I'll tell you this much. Sure. It was the summer. I had just finished up in an internship in news. 
I don't want to do news, but it's the internship I got. And I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> but you probably learned a lot. I learned so much. News anchors and news producers and news writers are doing the absolute most. And it's so, it's such hard work. And it was really, I was an intern for eight weeks and I was like, wowza. Crash course. Crash course. Tyler and I, we took a class when we were in college. It was a sports production class. Love. And I mean, we don't want to do sports. Like, you know, we like the scripted, uh, right. and the scripted route. Sure. And um, I still use stuff when, when making stuff from that class in, in our day-to-day. Like, we learned just a lot about, like, how to interview people and how to capture the best footage. Like, you really want to be in the action and mm-hmm. not just outside of that. And that is all applicable to... Just making a regular movie. Shout out to Matt Vine. Shout Shout out! out My favorite class. (laughs) Um, I'll have you know, I think everything is applicable to the entertainment industry. The time in my life that I did the most interviews and heard the most stories was when I was doing urban studies research in San Antonio, Texas, where I would knock on doors all day, seven to seven, for a week. But the rest of the summer, I was doing other kinds of interviews. For eight weeks. (laughs) (laughs) And I would talk to people about their experience and all that kind of stuff. And that had nothing to do with the entertainment industry. Literally nothing. And I was like, wow, you just learned so much. But that was also kind of irrelevant. Okay, backtrack. See, this is why I can't be on a podcast because I changed the channel in my head like, Oh, I just snapped. I think I think everyone's following. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I think we're all on track. Here we are. All we've talked about so far is that you did a thesis at, for a documentary, and now you're applying to jobs. For and now more. I'm applying to jobs and crying. Every, so at this time, I'm crying every day around five times a day. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So I'll set the scene for you. I'm crying every day, applying to jobs. Graduate. Yes. I'm, in I'm 2021. In 2020. I graduated in May. You graduated in May, and it's currently November, year. and you're working in the mailroom at WME. Uh, T? That's very I'm impressive. I'm just Tip as impressed as the rest of you. <laughs> it is very impressive. Um, I, I hope people aren't aren't uh, doubting like how impressive it is because like it's really like that was my dream to to get out here and start at WME in the mailroom. Took me a year. That's pretty fast too. Everyone's on their own journey. Not as fast icon. as you. Look at you. You're doing it. Two months, right? Three, four, how, how? however long it's been since May. It's <laughs> very <laughs> six months. Very and quick. you know what? I'm just as shook as the rest of us because the summer started. I was very sad because I'm a very like future oriented person, and I, I only ever thought about the future. So right now it's like the first time in my life when I'm like, girl, slow down. Literally everything that you were like worried about, worried that you weren't going to get in college, whatever you're doing it right now like i'm not in a rush like i'm trying to convince myself only girl it's all vibes in the mirror every morning Mm -hmm. it's all vibes that's what you say no i say i do have a life motto (laughs) but it's not it's all vibes but it should be anyway (laughs) um so it's the summertime i don't have a job the Mm -hmm. only thing i have gotten to do like i have received is an internship and i also for all my mailroom baddies out there for all my aspiring mailroom baddies um Mm -hmm. i think that like it's hard when you don't really go to a school that's like all about the film industry because you you don't really know what to compare yourself to not that comparison isn't the thief of joy (laughs) but i didn't have any friends who were like on this path um at the time um and so everyone was getting jobs and all of my friends were getting jobs or going to grad school and i was like what why why is that not happening and and right that's something I feel like we've never even talked about that. I everybody has a job in like December of when you're supposed to be graduating. I and know. for the entertainment industry, That's you get a works. job what seconds before yeah. <laughs> or after you move out here. Yeah. Exactly. 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 At see my entertainment besties get it because I was so stressed out because all I saw around me was besties getting into jobs, getting into their dream jobs. People having jobs lined up for months and I was like I was like, I'll just sit here then. But you have to go into this industry knowing you don't have the next five years mapped out for yourself. And you have to know. I didn't know any of that, though. Right. So did you think you were doing something wrong then? Um, Here's a fun fact about me is I always think I'm doing something wrong. (laughs) So um, 
I did think I was doing something wrong. I thought I was untalented and stupid and not worth a no one would ever want to hire me. Mm-hmm. And my therapist was like, stop. <laughs> and I was like, she's like, stop, Bessie, you're doing too much. And I was like, true. Anyway. And um, so I was very stressed out because I did think I was doing something wrong. But then when I started talking to this assistant who I met, she was like trying to tell me, she was like, no, you're not like, you're not going to get into a mailroom now. She's like, it's going to happen eventually, but you're, you're not going to have a job lined up. And in fact, as soon as I started like reaching out to more people out here, like on LinkedIn, doing the whole LinkedIn grind, which networking, famously, I've cried after every single networking event at my school ever. <laughs> um, I actually, like 100% would go to an event where you're supposed to like meet people who work in communication, whatever. Um, we had a communication day at my school where like alumni would come back and talk about their jobs. I cried after every single one. And wh- Why? Just because I get stressed out and I think I'm never gonna get a job. It's like too, it's I guess, future oriented. It's too for the much. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm like, it just makes me think that I'm always. I don't know. And I'm these like, ne- and these networking events, like, were they entertainment industry oriented? It no. Was, it was just communication. Okay. Exactly. That's why I didn't really like get the whole film, TV. I worked on the TV. I worked at the TV station at my school, but a lot of my TV besties at school like wanted to work in news. So mm-hmm. I was like, ew. So I didn't even know it was really a thing. I was like, you know, like, I, I didn't know what was going on ever. <laughs> and I, I, it's, it's like, you're not alone. Like, exactly. I mean, I know we can relate to that. Like, for 100%. I, our school was the same exact way. It was very news-oriented. And for people that wanted to do TV and film, it, like, you kind of had to find your own path. And we even had a whole program that I think you were saying you had one too that put you out in In LA. LA, Yeah, Yeah, and like the most you can do is just ask people, I guess, like uh, what's the best way to do it? And then like even they, all they can tell you is what they They did. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So it's best to just ask a lot of people what they did and pick the thing that you think is best and do it. And then also be on your own journey. Yeah. So I'm doing this. So I'll set the scene. It's the summer. I don't have a job. All my friends have jobs. They're on their way to grad school. And I'm like, cool, cool, cool. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. Sounds great. Congrats. Mm -hmm. But I celebrate my bestie successes. And I I knew I wanted to leave Texas. Love my parents. Love Texas. Love Houston. But I knew I wanted to leave. It was New York for years. (laughs) But then it was like, okay, I changed my mindset. I was like, no, we're going to LA, like palm trees, like the weather. And you changed that mindset because, is it this assistant that was like, you have to go to LA? Or was it somebody else that made you realize that bulk of the entertainment industry is in LA? You know what? It was a couple people. It was like, you know, at a small liberal arts school, each teacher kind of has their own little niche. So we have like one film teacher. And Mm -hmm. I took all of his classes and I started emailing him. And I was like what should I do? And he was like, you should go to like USC. And I was like, well, that's not what I meant. I was like, that is not what I meant. I don't have the funds for that, mate. Um, um, I was like, well, I can't be going to grad school right now at this time in my life. Thanks for offering. <laughs> and so he was like, but if you, if that's, if this is what you want to like pursue, girl, like you got to try to get out there. And so the more I started and also like through my thesis interviews, if they lived out here, they would like be like, yeah, you kind of have to be out here, girl. And I'd be like, <laughs> um so changing the mindset we're manifesting we've got like a clothing rack outside in my room where i'm like sectioning off clothes to bring here for my suitcase to manifest you know and you don't have a job yet Mm-mm. but you're gonna move Mm-hmm. nice and everyone was like kind of stressed about that my everyone i met like my friends and family they were like are you sure you want to do that and i was like it's vibes and like a lot of entertainment industry people who I was talking to was were telling me like, you have to be out here to get a job. And I was like, interesting, how do you pay to live? Tell me one thing, how do you pay to live if you get out here with no job? How does the egg come without the chicken? Like, just let me know. I don't, I've never heard that expression, but true. I don't know. You heard that. it here first on I the mail I heard room. it here first on the mail room. How does the egg come first without the chicken? Oh, oh, it's like the chicken that. or the egg. Yeah, it's like the chicken or egg. It's a, it's a little take on, on that. Yeah, I like, I like that. All three of us came out here without a job. Yes. Well, here's the team. I didn't have the job officially, but my, like, ex- I was looking for any, any, any excuse to come out here. And I was worried 
to, I was worried to come out here without a job because I was like, I know people do it for this city particularly, like people outside of this industry were like, girl, you're crazy. And I was like, true. Um, but I, I needed like a, a little nibble before I came out here because also my parents were like, are you sure? Like, no, the most supportive besties I've ever met in my life. But they were like worried that I was gonna come out here and just like get distracted just trying to make money to live <laughs> and not be able to like put myself out there for the industry. So I did come out here, not with the job, but with a part-time internship at Rosewood Television, a brand new production company. Nice, and what do they make? Well, they're brand, 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 brand new. So I don't know that they've made anything <laughs> yet, but- um, But the, it was still a job. It was a job, it was part-time, it was the head of television at Mandeville Films, left Mandeville to start her own. And here's where it all starts to make sense. ASMR. And how do you get this job to start? Guess who the creative executive of this brand new production company was? The assistant who helped me out in the beginning <laughs> of the year. <laughs> <laughs> <Not> twist! <laughs> I thought you were going to say your therapist. <laughs> I wish. Wait, so... So that assistant ends up giving you a job and... She gives me an internship, yes. When she gets so, promoted to creative executive, she's like, Bestie, I have some good news. I said, I'm listening. <laughs> That's amazing. She was, I said, lifesaver. And her, she and her, the, her co-creative executive icon, they were like really rooting for me. And when I found them, I was like, this is the best day of my life because they were so sweet. And they were, and literally she said something on like the phone to me that was like, I just like want to help you out. Like, so like further down the line, you can like, oh, sorry. You can um pay it forward and help out the next. And I said, I said, like the tears were flowing. The tears were flowing. So she gave me like my first day, the two creative executives at this, at Rosewood Television, shout out, um, gave me my first LA opportunity ever. And what, when is this? End of September. <laughs> Oh, so very recently. Very recently. This was very, yeah, six yes. weeks, seven weeks ago, um, two yeah. months ago. Yeah. yeah very, very recently, like mm, approximately five seconds ago. <laughs> I was interning part-time at Rosewood Television. What month did you move to LA? October. It is currently November. <laughs> Wait, so you got this internship first. I So I get this internship, but I'm already manifesting. I'm already manifesting. I'm already looking you for You have your clothes partner. picked out. I literally yeah. already have my clothes picked out. So, and I, I did start to get really nervous because there started to be, so there started to be chatter around the newsroom, little gossip around the newsroom to potentially, like that I could potentially work at this news station, which would have been not my first choice, but I was like, ooh, stable income. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> But I was like, no, I'm a queen. I'll take the riskier route and just, I was, so a lot of people were like, okay, so you can potentially like go after this job opening up in Houston and have like a full-time job and a stable income, or you're gonna move out to LA by yourself with no friends and no job. And I said, trip. Aren't choices like that the worst? Aren't they? And then Libras can't even make decisions. Imagine <laughs> my struggle. <laughs> I um, feel I feel like so many times you, like when you were out here first and I was still back in school, you would call me, Tyler, and you would be like, I could either do like this good opportunity or this good opportunity. Yeah, and I remember. Like, it was so stressful. Yeah. <laughs> You'd always be like, that's a good problem to have. And I'm, I'm sitting here like, that's not helpful. You always have to remind yourself. You're like, you know what? I'd rather have more choices, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Right. Definitely. But there, it's hard when you have two it is hard. Like, great choices in front of you to... But you also know that you don't really want one. Right, that's true. <laughs> you also know which one you want, but it's like when it's like the safer route. But I was, so I get this job, I get this internship. I'm literally, let's, I said, I said, heard. I said, end the phone call, pack my bags. That is the mindset at this point. I don't know what you're on the, happened. You're on the next flight out. I'm on the next flight out. I am booking my flights. I'm, I'm telling my parents I love them. I'm saying goodbye <laughs> to Did you leave family. a letter and just get right out of there? I might as well have. So at this point, it's September. 
I just came back from visiting my best, best, best friend in Washington, D.C. We're both unemployed. She also moved without a job to Washington, D.C. And I said, more power to you, miss. But does she want to do Supreme Court type No, no, no. She wants to do climate policy, Miss oh, Queen. Wow. I know. Good All for, my friends want to... Good wanted... for her. Thank you. I know. Miss Icon. And my, and my roommate is an aspiring child psychologist. <laughs> And I was like, I'm going to go work on Glee. <laughs> and they're all like, okay. But also, it's kind of serendipitous because my best friend moved to Washington, D.C. And um, she didn't have a job. She also just had an internship at first. And then when it ended, she was like, ooh. She was like, ooh, I have rent to pay. <laughs> um, then she started applying to jobs. I was applying to jobs, but I wasn't out here yet. And she was like, girl, she was like encouraging me. She was like, you need to go to L.A. You need to like live your best life, bestie. And I was like, so true. And then... Sorry. She got her first full-time job, and I got my WME job. Same exact day. Same exact day. It was meant to be. That is meant to. That's great. That it was uh, the how, most beautiful. That's not a coincidence. It can't be. Uh, uh, there's no such thing as a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Okay. Where, where, how, we just went to WME job, but there, I know. Okay, God, there was a chunk gap. in the middle. But you... Did you fly out here yet? No. Yeah. Okay, now this point, oh, wait, you're still not even here. I'm still not. They here. got their jobs <laughs> the same day. Her and her bestie in DC, who also moved oh, there. Had no, no, my bestie doesn't have the job yet. I just came back from DC from you, visiting her to LA to to Houston to Houston. <laughs> <laughs> I have come back from Washington DC. I'm freaking out because I'm like, I want to move to LA, but I don't have a job yet. Okay, but you have the internship. No, no, I get the internship right. Yes, and then I'm like, here's the plan at this point. I'm going to move to L.A. with this part-time internship, potentially get a side, like, hustle. <laughs> um, notoriously really great babysitter. Me. You heard it here first. <laughs> Listen up. I spent all of my years in college nannying and babysitting. I would wake up every morning, 6 a.m., go pick up kids, take them to the other side of San Antonio, and go immediately to class. That you're a very great babysitter. I was saving for my big dreams, you know? Yes. Every time I was like, this is a lot. <laughs> Waking up at 6 a.m. and then going straight to class. And you're future-oriented. I was future-oriented. So you I did was it like, for the love of it. I did it for the grind of it all. My roommates always hated me because I'd be like, the alarm clock going off. I was like, sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, I also famously did not show up to my second day on the job because I slept through it. Anyway, of the nanny job. I said, I can't do anything right. Anyway. Um, so, so we're in you're, Houston. You're in Houston. You haven't moved to LA yet. I haven't moved to LA. I barely just got this internship. I'm packing my bags. Mm -hmm. Before I went to Washington DC, while I was in this news job, I was applying to like 10 jobs a day. Okay. I was just sending my resume out into the void, as mm -hmm. we do. And, what, and on these applications, like what was your big, uh, like what was the standout thing? Was it the thesis? Was it another there job? There were a lot of... Mm -hmm. I don't know, because I didn't get very many interviews, Kate. I don't, I don't know if there was a standout thing. Okay. Because I did not um, get any very many responses. Because everyone was telling me, like who I was talking, all my, all my um, LinkedIn besties were telling me, um, you need to know someone <laughs> mm. to get a job. You will not get a job unless you know someone. And in, that, in my internship case, it was true because I met her. But that was kind of like... I knew her through this thesis, and she had already like had like ten versions of my resume because she was helping me perfect it. That's really nice. Let's say, yeah, I know both of the. T they were so nice. They were literally giving me all this advice um, that I just didn't know because I was in Texas. I was like, "What is the entertainment industry?" So they helped me with my resume and all that. So I was sending this resume out into the void and just living my life, um, crying less. And I was mm -hmm. like, "When?" <laughs> um, living with my parents. My brother, his girlfriend, and two dogs and then one dog. <laughs> so, let me, am I doing the math right? Three dogs? No, two dogs and then after one died. Oh. Oh. Okay. I'm so sorry. So two three dogs, dogs and total. then one dog. No, no, two oh, dogs. Two dogs, two dogs, and, and then, then one. Subtraction, not addition. Really focusing on this dog. <laughs> one dog was subtracted in that time, and that was hard for all of us. May she rest in peace, Miss Leela. All right, let's get to LA. Oh, uh, right, right. Right. So I applied to this WME job before I went to Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, I want to get an agency job. And you, and you probably applied to every agency. The, I at was least applying the big to four, like right? really small ones okay. predominantly because I didn't think the big ones were going to 
care about me. Sure. I was mostly trying to focus on smaller ones because I really, and other jobs like production assistant jobs and assistant positions that no one cared about me for because I didn't have a agency position. I would apply to all of these like assistant positions. I would be like at least one year of agency experience. And I was like, I was like, how am I going to get agency well, experience? Well, how does that work? <laughs> right. <laughs> how, how does that work? Oh, I'm making too much noise now. How does that work? So I applied to this rotating assistant position. That was one of the key words. That was one of the key words Miss Creative Executive Icon told me. She was like, look for trainee, look for rotating or rotational, look for floating, mailroom. She gave me these like key words that I could like put into Google to see what kind of jobs are out there. Mm-hmm. So the ones I was focusing on for all my for all my mailroom baddies out there, trainee, mailroom, I guess, off, um, rotational and floating or floater. Mm-hmm. And of course, like assistant. <laughs> right. So, and I did not know that before like February. So I start doing this. Oh, I'm, I'm typing by the way. Yes. <laughs> <For> the <laughs> Am I right? This is a podcast. Um, <laughs> so then I apply to this WME job. Uh, forget about it because I was like, I'm sending my resume out into the void. I never, I applied to a billion jobs, applied to a billion internships throughout college. No one ever accepted me just through an application, ever, in my life, especially at a big company. I was mm-hmm. like, okay. I, I really kind of like was telling myself that it was all for nothing because sending your resume out into the void unless you have like someone to flag it, it's just not gonna do anything for you. So I was like, haha, this is so funny applying to this. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so I went to Washington, D.C., came back, got the internship, and I was like, T, we're packing our bags. I go on Craigslist, find an apartment, on the, find an apartment, and I was about to say where I lived, <laughs> and this is the address, um, and I signed the lease, my first lease I've ever signed, in um, late September. Move-in date is October 1st. So it's late September, I'm working for this internship remotely, I'm doing coverage for them, had never done coverage in my life, ever. Had never read a script. Do you like coverage? Why. I love, I love it. Yeah. I love. You're a big reader, aren't you? I like reading. Yes. Mm-hmm. I got more into it during the pandemic. Now I read for fun. How many books do you read a month? Well, don't don't expose me like that. <laughs> yeah. How many books do you read a year? I'll say this year I've read like. <laughs> that, well, this I I I recently got back into reading. Okay. Mm-hmm. Famously, I wouldn't read anything growing up except for Junie B. Jones and my parents were like our child is gonna rot her brain with television and now I'm like look at me now mom and dad <laughs> how long would it take you to read 300 pages hmm. I don't know maybe like a minute a page if I'm going really fast that's really good so if, if 300 I'm like, minutes five hours five hours yeah which is good that's, uh, yeah. you can read a book in a day if I really wanted to have you well, yeah, for this internship, actually. Oh, wow. Because they were sending me books, and I would get so excited when they would send me, like, an unpublished book, and I was like, ooh, shoot, I would get <laughs> so excited when I got to read, like, for them. Maybe you're the, you might be the first person. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't know. I think I, it's so fun. Yeah? You get to see something that, like, not really that many people have read. You get to give your, you get to give your take. I felt so powerful. I said, where's the next week? Put it in front of me right now. And so were you reading mostly scripts or books? Most, uh, for them, honestly, it was like more books. And were they giving you a lot of coverage to do? No. I, I wanted them to give me more. They were like, we don't want to exploit you. I was like, get me more! I, I, had, I had an internship where I did development. Two years ago, I did eight things of coverage in total. Uh, it was an 11-week internship. And That's not that much. It's, no, it's not. Oh, I was like trying to like calculate in <laughs> my head. I did four books and four scripts. It was, I, it was, I, yeah, I wish I did more. Oh. And well, so how many were you doing? Just like, I was only working two days a week. Oh, so you I was probably doing at like, least one a day, right? Yeah, well, like a book a day or if it was longer, like a week, the week that I was working, mm-hmm. <laughs> the two days. <laughs> sure. And then the scripts, if I... Got really lucky they would send me like two. During the day. And then sometimes they, and I, I didn't even, I had never done coverage in my life. I was like, this is a thing you can do for the entertainment industry? This will potentially be on television in 10 years? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And I was, it was blowing my mind. I was like, I'm living and loving, live, laugh, and loving this that's situation. The, that's the dream, to be doing coverage for something, and then you pass it on, and then they go, huh, like, maybe we will make I'm this. Like, and then you're the, the power. Right. I just don't think that really happens No, it doesn't. Often. It yeah. doesn't. It doesn't. And I also, like, have really, since it was my first opportunity in like development i was so insecure about my taste i was like mm. they'd be like so what do you think about this i'd be like i don't know <laughs> i'd be like i have a lot of thoughts and i'm i'm still working on that like being confident well, in my taste well that was two months ago i wouldn't expect right i'm doing this part-time internship not even so i'm i'm, I'm reading from houston but i'm i'm like getting out here mm-hmm. the the lease is signed the bag is packed the dog is dead. <laughs> that is so messed up. Um, I won't go there. Anyway, and I'm saying goodbye to all the besties. Everyone's like, Queen, go off, sis. I'm like, true. And then not even, I would say, like a week before I am fully set to leave Houston for the indefinite future for the foreseeable future which is like a big moment for me because i need structure in mm-hmm. my life mm-hmm. and i'm allergic to uncertainty <laughs> mm-hmm. aren't we all aren't we all <laughs> some of us more than others mm-hmm. psychiatrists would say <laughs> um a week before i leave this i get a little inbox i get a little message i get a little email in my inbox from a recruiter at wme and i said i said hold my earrings <laughs> because mm-hmm. That, I literally lost my mind. I said, is that real? I was like, I'm looking around right now. I was like, is this real? I was like, did they send this to the wrong person? It was like offering me an interview for the rotational assistant position, mm-hmm. which I applied to online. Like before months in July, I applied to the rotational assistant position that I'm in now in late July. Wow. Mm-hmm. And they just got back to you in... In October. Wow. No, in, in September. Like, late September. Late September. Yeah. They were... Because tr- they were... It, it was for the October floater class. Mm-hmm. I get the interview. I do right. the interview in Houston. I leave Houston. So, did, didn't did you say... I remember you mentioned something to me before. Didn't you reach out to HR on LinkedIn as well? I did that. And that was before? Yes. I believe... I'm not sure if this is like... Don't fact check me on this. Not that you can. But I believe what I did was I found... I don't know how she popped up on my LinkedIn feed because you know mm-hmm. how people be liking and stuff and it was like early careers recruiter from WME and I was like T girl I was like T girl I literally messaged her T girl <laughs> and that is exactly what I said that is exactly what everyone should say if they want a job <laughs> Get out of here. Um, no you shouldn't say that <laughs> basically what I did I don't know if I applied to the job first or I found her LinkedIn first but I, I added her on LinkedIn the early careers recruiter and I messaged her and I said hey bestie just so you know I'm really interested in this rotational assistant program just just so you know just put it out there mm-hmm. uh, I'm interested mm, just put it out there I'd love to love to connect bestie mm-hmm. and she didn't respond to my uh, message she added me back though and then um, on the day that I got that email guess who viewed my profile this early careers recruiter who i messaged all those months ago and i remember thinking i remember thinking ooh, before i got the email i was like ooh, hey girl i was like hey girl what, what are you doing on my profile so every job that you were applying to would you usually go on linkedin and try to reach out to a um not every job it, it was it, this one was just like oh i happen to find them on linkedin i might as well just tell them i applied exactly nice and Look where it got you. And look, look at me now. So you did the interview. You fly out to LA. When do they get back to you? Um. So as I'm flying out to LA, I get the response for the second interview. Mm-hmm. I said, true. I said, everything is working out. I am so excited to so be it's alive. A, so it's two interviews? Yeah. And then that was it? That was it, Bessie. And plus I got hired on the day of the second interview. <laughs> Wow. I don't know how that works. <laughs> so it was after that interview that they just decided to hire you? Uh, I guess so. Basically, I got the second interview, moved here, did my second interview around four days into my move. I said, mm-hmm. what's furniture? Just kidding. My house is furnished. And the whole time you're still at this part-time internship. Mm-hmm. And then 
you do the interview. They hire you. How long is the turnaround until you start? So I believe the interview was on October 4th or 5th, and I didn't start until October 25th. So So that's like a nice settle into L.A. type time. time oh, for sure. And I knew there was a start date of October 25th because when I got the first interview, she was like, "Is this? does this start date work for you? And I was like, uh, yes. I was like, wait, let me think. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now we can talk about the actual experience. The mail room. The mail room is the climax of the episode. We don't, we we're don't, here. we want to build it up. Thanks everyone. Now we're, now I'm leaving. <laughs> I have a question. What's the first day like? First day. It's training intensive. You get hired. Okay, now we'll get into the educational side of it all. So, uh, you know, everyone who wants to be in a mailroom, all my mailroom baddies out there, forward, fast forward through my life story. <laughs> fast forward through my life story, start now. So I show up on the first day. It's raining in LA for the first time I've been here. I said, that's <laughs> ugly. I said, I did not leave hurricane season all the time to come here where it's raining. But anyway, I take an Uber because I don't have a car at this time. I walk in 20 minutes early. <laughs> There's one other um, floater from my class there. We start chit-chatting. Where are you from? He had just moved here too, three days ago. I said, you beat me. <laughs> you got here like five seconds ago. I said, at least I had like 20 days to settle in. Right. Um, he had just shown up. So we wait for the rest of our class to just like kind of start walking in. We were all sent an email telling us like where to go, what to do on your first day. You go to security, you wait for the HR person to come down and get you. It's like the first day of school. I'm so excited to be here. My first full-time job out of college. I'm wearing the first real pants I've worn in like two years. <laughs> wearing earrings, because I feel most powerful in earrings. Sure. Um, and I'm starting to meet all these people that start walking in. It's, I, I want to say seven of us. Mm-hmm. I'm like trying to remember how much it actually is. If there's six of us, that's really awkward. I think it's seven. Sure. Seven of, seven of us, HR queen walks down, our training queen, and takes us up to a tr- like a like a meeting room. What are they called? Conference room. Conference room. Yeah, <laughs> like that one. Um, Steven's like, girl, I can't. Um, takes us up to a conference room, and we get the low down on WME. They're like, welcome, besties. Are you ready to run? <laughs> Um, so they give us like a little presentation. We start talking about what the rest of training will look like. And it's just kind of like the first day of school. It's like orientation with my six new friends. And then slowly but surely, what does your day-to-day become? Such a good question. So every day I go down to, get this everyone, not even the actual mailroom. It's actually called the training room. <laughs> that is the room that I sit in most uh, you guys should probably change the title of this podcast. <laughs> it's <in> the change. <laughs> yeah. Because the actual mailroom itself, it's like in the little basement area-ish. Um, it is, it's like, it's its own staff of like actual mailroom people. Like mm-hmm. they are actually handling the mail. We don't actually handle the mail. You know? It's just what you call it. Because it's the business, baby. <laughs> it's, it's showbiz, baby. <laughs> so... The actual mailroom is where all the mail comes in, and that's all their tea. Those are like actual, like working adults. I'm 12. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so um, we go to the training room that's just like a room filled with computers. Um, so, first few days, we're just training on phones. The HR queen comes down and she just like teaches us how to use the phones. It's actually a lot more complicated than it looks, <laughs> especially if you're like brand, brand new. I'm like, I've answered a phone before. And then when you start cre- pressing all those crazy buttons. Yeah. It gets intense. <laughs> so we're like, the six of us are practicing like in the room, like dialing in each other and like conferencing in each other. It's very cute. It's very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they kind of explain to us that soon we'll start going on floats. Mm-hmm. This is when you cover for an assistant. An assistant leaves, an assistant is on vacation, an assistant is sick, whatever. And they take people from the rotational class and they pluck them onto the desk that an assistant has left for the day. Um, So we get those assigned to us, which was news to me. I was so excited that we got those assigned to us and we didn't just have to like, I don't know, fight to the death for them. I don't know what I thought coming in. Um, 
but it's very like structured there's someone whose job it is to basically like shepherd us mm -hmm. into eventually getting onto a desk mm -hmm. which for all my mailroom baddies out there means when you get hired as an actual assistant and you're not a floater anymore <laughs> so your goal eventually is to get on desk right the goal right now is to get on a desk do i know what department no but you don't need to know at the end of the day what do you want to do after oh this was the question i was hoping you wouldn't <laughs> ask why is that because i don't know i don't know but you know you want to do film and tv i know i want to do film and tv i think development is like super duper t but everybody wants to do development but everyone wants to do development and but it's still possible you i mean if you can read as fast as you can read well, maybe I exaggerated. Maybe I actually spend like a, a minute. And a half. I, I don't read that fast. I read pretty slow, actually. Well, I I would I think I don't know if I think for people that can read, you are a hot commodity for a development assistant position. Well, I'm right now. I'm like just trying to vibe as a floater. <laughs> and I think that's a good probably mindset to happen. You're learning at the I'm, agency. You're learning the inner workings of a talent you agency get to, in you, Los Angeles. Yeah, you get to be in a place that interfaces with every aspect of entertainment and then you get to decide what you want to do. Whether that becomes an agent or a manager or producer or writer or etc. Or exactly. That was the whole goal. Is I was like, I don't know what I want to do so I have to start at an agency so that I can um, see what that is. And also, I would say that if I had started, like if you started a production company or a studio or whatever, you know like all the tea and all the inner workings of that production company or that studio. But starting in an agency, you know everybody's tea and they work with like everyone. Mm -hmm. They literally work with everyone. So it's like you end up learning so, 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 so much about everyone. Have you done... Have you been a floater yet? Like, have you done... I have been there for a month. I have been on one float. Tell me about that. It sounds fun. It's it's so fun. When I get to leave the... <laughs> so basically, I mean, you were asking me about my day-to-day. -day. I started spilling tea. Like, basically, all we do... we If we're not, like, on an assignment... Like, sometimes they'll send us assignments. Sometimes assistants will, like, send us coverage to do or send us a book to read or whatever. Like, if they need extra help. Um... And, it, and we also take the carts up to the floors. Right, and drop off the mail. And we dro we literally drop off the mail. And that's like the movie. Is, there a, is there a lot of mail these days? Everyone, I'm like, there's more mail than you would expect. Oh. There's a good amount of mail. I, I, that's a, I wouldn't expect there to be a lot of mail. I know. Um, I mean, I guess it's like, just like, I don't know. There is a, honestly a good amount. But it's because everyone orders everything. And so then you get to see all the departments and all the people's names of like all the agents and. Exactly. That's what we're basically doing down there. Is like you're learning everything about like you're looking up agents. You're looking up who works here, who's represented here, what is the T here. Mm -hmm. You're just doing like mega research if you're not on like an assignment and stuff. Um, you're just like okay, where am, where am I? Mm -hmm. That's like what we do down there <laughs> on the computers. We're trying to learn all so the beneficial. T. It's like gonna be so helpful for when. You eventually get on the desk. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so glad I started in the floater class instead of, like, getting straight onto a desk. Previous floater classes, like, they didn't even get to float. They just, like, got hired super fast onto desks. And I'm trying to vibe in the mailroom, honestly, as long as I can, just so I can, like, learn as much as possible. And because we also get to shadow assistants while we're down there. Mm -hmm. Like, we get to set up shadows with assistants on their desks. And all you have to do is literally reach out to an assistant... And guess how you meet assistants? Taking up the mail. And you have no problem with that, I'd imagine, of making a, starting up a conversation with uh, an assistant or somebody like that? Never. That's exactly why I'm here! Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I take my little cart up to where Steven sits in his little desk, and I'll be like, and, and here's my, here's my, like, I kind of struggled with this at the beginning because when I have my... Because assistants are busy people. Mm -hmm. Busy, busy bees. Like, we get it. And so I would come with my loud... Like, <laughs> like, really loud car. And I'm like, I know you hear me. So I was just kind of, like, getting a sense. My first few weeks there, I was like, okay, who, who can I talk to? Like, which one of these assistants was, like, friendly? Like, as soon as I see the eyes lift to say hello, I'm like, you... I, I'm, That's I'm my purse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that is how you kind of meet 
assistants who then teach you more about their job. So while I'm up doing my carts, I talk to as many people um, as I can. And I've met a lot of assistants that way in all the different departments who I then set up shadows with. So like if someone says hi to me and we strike up a small conversation, I message them later or email them, whatever. I'll be like, hey, it was great chatting with you. Um, would you be like, do you get, do you allow shadows on your desk? Would I be able to come shadow you for a while? And they're like, yes, you are so cute and fun. And that's what they say. <laughs> they said, you're so cute and fun. Come shadow me. And I'm like, Phew. And so you've been able to do that. Somehow. I've shadowed a desk in unscripted, talent, um, TV scripted, motion picture. I've shadowed all the departments almost. Are the other people in the mailroom doing as much shadowing as you are as well? Yeah. yeah. We're, oh, yeah we're everybody's all doing like it. hustling. We're all like building friendships. My other queen in the mailroom, you know what she said to me? Erica? Mm -hmm. She said, every, listen up. Listen up, listeners. Write, write this one down. She said, every stranger is a potential friend. And I said, say no more. <laughs> you, I said, every stranger is a potential friend. And that, my friends, oh, my new bestie. And I, I like to say every stranger is a potential friend and every friend is a potential bestie. Yeah. <laughs> because I then took that and I internalized it. And I went around, I, I take any excuse. When they need like something to be like carried up, when they're like, oh, will someone carry this to X floor? I'm like, I'll, I'll do it. Give me that package. Let me walk up there, let me make a new friend. <laughs> um, and it's all very exciting stuff. You've been there for a little over a month? A month. Um, yeah, a month. Wow. <laughs> and you've shadowed all of these different desks. You've met all these different people. You've made friends. You've made besties. I've made enemies. <laughs> you've made, you've enemies. made some enemies. Can we talk about that? Yes. Yeah? Oh, the enemies? Yeah, yeah the oh, enemies. No, that's problematic. Okay. <laughs> that was a joke. We won't talk about it. Off, off camera. <laughs> um, but I haven't made enemies. Everyone's been super soft. Everyone's been literally the nicest. So if you told yourself this maybe like two months ago, that you'd be here now and all of this would have happened, what would you say? I would say, you're my favorite person to myself. <laughs> I, would say, I would say, you're such an icon and I would with you. <laughs> so is that helping you now with, I mean, you're so future oriented. Is that helping you now to kind of be a little bit more confident moving forward? Um, yes. Yeah. It's helping me live in the moment. Yes. That's what it's all It's about. helping me live in the moment because I'm like, girl, you're number one. You're in LA. A couple months ago, you were like, oh, I'm never going to move out to LA. Number one, you did it, girl. Like, you're here. Like, calm down. You you tried it. You, you went for it. And it worked because you're perfect and studying and everything works out for you because what I, have you ever done wrong? I'm not actually this confident, you guys. This is all, these you are know, all jokes. You know what I think so funny? It's like we were talking a lot about how you, like, you don't really know like what you're supposed to be doing. But from what it sounds like to me, with your starting with your senior thesis where you reached out, to all of these people in the industry, um, then going to looking for specific jobs with these keywords, getting this job from one of these assistants that you reach out to, it sounds like you're doing it more than all right. Like it's almost like the perfect way to get into the industry as quickly as possible. Like, wouldn't um, you say so? Yeah, perfect. Um, it's called being an icon. Like, I don't know. Like, write that down. <laughs> it's, I mean, I think it just goes with your personality, honestly. Oh, stop it. It's who you are. It's just who I am. I, I'm living and loving for every second I mean, of everything. You're the per you're team you are a person that will strike up a conversation with anybody. That's why you're on this podcast right now. Having only been a month in WME... You made enough of an impression on at least myself, I could say, to want you to come on this podcast and talk about your experiences. So, like, I think that just taps into who you are, and like, that's only just going to keep happening. 
you better stop complimenting at me. It's going to go straight to my head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be a confident person, and I, I don't, we don't want that for me. So we've talked about this a couple times on the podcast, and you know, when we're interfacing with all these people, some people might seem a little more intimidating than others. When you're going up to somebody and approaching them, is it calculated? Is there something you want to get out of the conversation, or are you just genuinely curious to talk to somebody? Here's the thing. I'm so easily intimidated. <laughs> You're like, doesn't sound like it. I am. This is all a coping mechanism for profound self-esteem issues. Don't put that in. <laughs> but it's like every time I'm about to talk to someone, I leave conversations feeling intimidated, feeling insecure. I'm a normal person. But, you know, what was the question? <laughs> do you... Do you think how, how do you when you approach somebody is oh, it very oh, calculated? what are your intentions oh, yeah. is it calculated oh, yes. like, yeah. that's a great question so what, okay i think the secret to erica also kind of helped me like process this she's like it's not networking it's friendship building <laughs> this is why if you call it networking if you're trying to get something out of it for me at least this is my personal experience trigger warning <laughs> for me and if this doesn't work for you whatever but if i go into something like thinking that I need something out of it, feeling like I need to impress someone, it doesn't work out. That's when I cry after. <laughs> you have a big sign being like, oh my God, this is a networking event. I cry afterward. I, I like clam up, I'm nervous. I don't like feeling like I have to impress people. I don't like feeling like I'm not good enough, which I do. So I, I feel like I come out of those kinds of situations worse mm -hmm. about like feeling worse about this, about this potential friendship <laughs> so you're going up to them like so naturally it's I'm just like the most I, natural thing in the world. I just want to say hi I and just I don't know you and we could possibly be friends and I could learn something from you exactly and it's like if it doesn't work out and you know what besties it doesn't always work out <laughs> you know <laughs> doing, doing the absolute most all of the time you know what I've been told I'm a polarizing figure because sometimes doing this Oh, wait. Sometimes talking too much is actually a fatal flaw, and people actually get annoyed by it, and they're like, actually, I don't want to talk to you. And you know what? In those cases, when you get to, I approach someone, I strike up a conversation, if I learn something about that, I'm like, hi. Uh, when I wore this, I'm wearing a cardigan right now that I was so excited about that Purple day. checkered cardigan. A little purple checkered cardigan um, that the day I wore this to work, I got so many compliments while I was on my um, little mail run. And I was like, oh, oh, received? Let me strike up a conversation with you now. <laughs> and I would, or like, if I learn that someone's from Texas, I'll be like, I'll be like, where are you from? Usually I start with like, where are you from? Whatever. If they're from Texas, I'm like, shut up. <laughs> I'm from Texas. And you know what? If not, I'll be like, I just, I'll be like, oh, how's your day going? What's your favorite movie? <laughs> I don't know. I just like ask a random question, call, any conversation starter I can find. And then I listen, receive. Probably do more of the talking myself. But it's not, it doesn't always work out. Mm -hmm. And that's what I have to say to all my besties out there. If you feel like you approach something and you want to talk to someone and you get the vibe, like you need to read a room. <laughs> like if you get the vibe that they don't want to talk to you, that's fine. You'll move on to your next bestie. Not everyone, not everyone has been dying to talk to me like Steven, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, w I wasn't uh, I wasn't the best in the beginning. I didn't immediately go, oh yeah, let's be friends. No, you didn't actually. I did not. I you actually did not. I actually remember. Want to know why? <laughs> because I always every single person who like said hello to me, I would like write their name down. <laughs> <laughs> and I did I did not write your name down at any time. I was very exhausted from work. Um, that's, right, that's okay. Put that on the record. But then we but then when we did, it was all besties, all yes. lives. But here's the thing, I would like make a mental note. It's, it's really hard at the beginning when you're like learning names, so many different faces. You're in the office for the first time. You're living your life. You're coming out in the training room. I like to have dance parties when I can, just by myself. I'm just I'm, I'm <laughs> dancing. I just like to dance in there. I you mean the agents don't join you? Huh? No. They don't join you? Can you believe that? Oh, wow. <laughs> Um, That's a common misconception of the yeah. mailroom. Yeah. Common <laughs> misconception the mailroom is not a dance party. <laughs> but um, basically what I would do is I would try my best to, like, if someone was, like, um, and also a lot of assistants are super duper nice, and a lot of assistants have just been in my shoes. So they're the ones who are, like, super willing to be, like, like I I've had assistants be, like, oh, my gosh, are you, like, new floater? And I'm, like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> the potential best. 
Right. I, I, yeah, I wish I had that experience a little more. I would probably have more empathy towards it in a way. But I know. Because you got hired straight on your desk. I know. <laughs> so, but that's very impressive in its own special way. But it's lucky because of just pandemic timing and all of that. Also because you're a talented king. Thank you, Indeed. Natalia. Um, but I will say, I, I, like, that is very, that's something I guess you don't really think about, that every single assistant at WME, like, at least how it should be, has been in the same shoes as you. Right. Not all of them have. But everyone kind of has is on their own journey right. at that that's end of the day. Right. But if right. they didn't that. start as a floater, I'm like, where were you before this? Jeez, all this advice. What are, you should be on this side of the table. Oh, yes. stop. I'm like... Um, the Mailroom Podcast by someone who has been working there for a singular month. <laughs> by someone who has been in LA for a month and a half. I'm like, true. <laughs> I'm like me acting like I know everything. I don't. You're not supposed to. So when the Mailroom, like we create our own postcard, you'll just slip it on everyone's desk. And, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Every, no, y'all, every stranger is a potential best friend. Every stranger is a potential podcast guest. Yes. Yes. And that's, you asked me how my float went, it went well, by the way. I like seeing the friendship thing. I really actually liked that advice about networking, of, of seeing it more as making friendships. Recently, I have been thinking, like, every person I'm meeting is a potential podcast guest. And Aww. so it's, um, like, yeah, that's that's good and all, but I, I, I really like that friendship thing. That was honestly yeah. very I know. Shout out to Erica. To that really opened my eyes. I said, you're so right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Now I'm getting floats. So now I'm, I'm, in, it, I'm in it for a month. Good things starting come. to get floats. Yep. Good things coming. You get an email from the HR king. He's like, hey, you're scheduled for a float. You're scheduled for a float next week. It's showbiz, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, here we go. Um, now it's Thanksgiving coming up. So some assistants who are like taking extra time off. I have two floats this week. My next two floats. One in motion picture, one in scripted TV. I'm so excited. Good for you. That's really And what exciting. you do is you get to train with the... And well, you get, that's so great that you get to see all the departments and then figure out, hopefully, where you want to go. Exactly. For me, I needed, I needed that. Because I, I have... Even if you ask me now what department I want to be in, I'd be like, next question. <laughs> I'd be like, next. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's so cool because you get to see like how all the different departments... My first float was in production. That is the, my, like, the agent I was working for. He represents like production designers and editors and costume designers Mm -hmm. and that was so interesting Mm -hmm. to hear like to be on his desk it wasn't overwhelming (laughs) because i had to answer the phone in real life i was like hello no i didn't say that (laughs) um hi bestie i I would get fired (laughs) um basically like i got to train the whole day before with his assistant his assistant kind of showed me how she does everything she's like they, they, the assistants want you to have a good flow because they don't want you to mess up their job. Hello. So she made me like a whole like handout, like telling me, oh, sorry, telling me everything I need to like consider, how I answer the phone, how I respond to an email. And it went really well. I got to flow for him for two days. And yeah. I did, you know, we all make mistakes. Hannah Who doesn't? <laughs> don't we? Um, and then this week I get to, I've already trained for my scripted TV float. The guy who I'm floating for was the nicest. I was like, potential bestie. Um, and then I'm doing my training for the motion picture float on Monday. So awesome. uh, like production float, I got to train all day. Motion picture and scripted TV, I just went up to their desk for a couple hours. They gave me the lowdown. They were like, answer the phone this way, blah, blah, blah. They just give you like a mini training for each desk because each desk ultimately so, so different. And that's why like the holistic training in the training room, it's it's like kind of once you get up there it's kind of like a different world uh, mm-hmm. for each different agent so and then i have another float coming up after so right, right now you're learning the basics or the broad and then like making once, friends yeah, making, making memories friends. it's honestly perfect i it's a great first job i'm <laughs> so nice. excited and and people are like like when i'm in the elevator and people think that like it's like not fun they're like oh like some you know like the stereotypes you're like oh like make a comment about me carrying the not like it you know just like right. to be friendly about it right it's like it's not fun being in the mail room that's like the stereotype like, right it's so oh right the stereotypes of it all it's so fun being in the mail room <laughs> i love my job i get to work every day and i want to have a dance party 
And I did. On Friday, I did. On Friday, I put on Paradise by the Dashboard light glee cover and I danced. <laughs> I, that is the thing that I did before I started my day because I was so excited. There is nothing, literally, like, there is nothing unfun about this job. I get to learn so much. I feel like I'm just, I feel like this is my grad school. That's I, what it's supposed to be. Exactly. And it's so much fun. It's like, I'm, I don't think there's anything unfun about like taking people's mail and getting to meet friends. All right. Well, I hope everybody now wants to do the mail. Room I know. I think so. everyone, if you want to work in this industry, I know if no, truly, truly, I'm so, so glad I started here for a month. <laughs> You're like, and I'm like, what career, girl? Well, you made it already. Aspiring with, no, that's my mindset. Totally, <laughs> that's my mindset. I'm like, I got here from Texas a month and a half ago. I think I'm running this town. Um, but like, there is nothing. I, I'm like, because I know some people, some entertainment industry professionals who adamantly did not want to start in the mailroom. And I'm like, couldn't it be me? Could not be me. Because, you know, all those like, what you think it is. I'm like, girl, we're having the time of our lives. We're living in LA. We're meeting people. We're meeting besties. We're, there's nothing. I mean, I love taking up the mail. Every time there's something to take up, I'm like, let me go. I'm like, I'd rather be up meeting people and having conversations and making friends than, you know, being in the training room, which is still so much fun because I get to read scripts and books. Every day I wake up excited and live, laugh, loving my life. It's awesome. That is a perfect note to end on. <laughs> Seems like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a really fun episode. All right, well, let's say our thank yous. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you. I'm so Natalia excited to be here. On. Thank you, the Natalia. The Mailroom Podcast. I'm so happy that I was your first actual mailroom, <laughs> your actual mailroom, first actual mailroom guest. Yes. On the mailroom. On the mailroom. In the mailroom, on the mailroom. In the mailroom, on the mailroom. Live, laugh, loving the mailroom. Well, I recommend Natalia. it to all my besties. And thank you to Ross for producing. And we'll see you next time in the mailroom and on, on the mailroom. And ma- in the mailroom. <laughs> And also on it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>